Hi guys, and welcome back to Be The Victor, another podcast today, and today I'm going to talk about, again, something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's strength training for jiu-jitsu. Now, I've been working as a strength coach for the past 20 years, and uh, took up jiu-jitsu about seven years ago, and I've had a blast with it. I enjoy it. Um, I try to roll as many times as I can during the week as possible, um, and I recently participated in uh the Pan Ams um, under the old man's category and was able to see some success. And so a lot of my friends, acquaintances, um, particularly on my uh, Facebook and Instagram are asking me how I pulled off some success or what things I did in my strength training um, to get strong for competition, yet not come in overweight, balance all that out. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, one of the first and most important things is it is much like uh, jiu-jitsu, you have to be a technician at your strength training. And that go, kind of goes without saying, but but it's important because I'm not going to see a lot of the people that are practicing this in front of me. They're not necessarily my clients. So I'm trying to give you some information. So make sure you're proficient. If you don't feel proficient, have a friend watch you do your technique or get some feedback from a professional like myself or someone else in the gym that you like to work out in. So why should you strength train? A lot of people, you'll see a lot of mixed articles in um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, uh, magazines, and they talk about, well, if you want to get stronger, train with heavier guys. If you want to get faster, train with smaller guys. And that's all great, but a lot of us, particularly are the aging uh, Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, we don't have the ability to get in there on a five or six day or even seven day basis to use that as our strategy, um, particularly with all the uh, bumps and bruises you tend to acquire tend to uh, acquire while you're while you're training you need to make sure you're doing your strength training and your rehab rehabilitative exercise in the gym to get you back on the mats as soon as possible and training well the first and most important thing i think why you need the strength train is because it gets your hormones right guys now without strength training you can do jujitsu and you can train very hard and you can improve your skill and technique the problem is after training jujitsu i don't know about you but i feel pretty wiped out by throwing in some resistance training you can spike up your growth hormone naturally and start to improve the recovery process so let that sink in for a second after training, my favorite thing to do later on in the day is to throw a little strength training in to get a spike in your growth hormone and improve recovery. And that's a pretty key ingredient, especially if you're looking to get the most out of your jiu-jitsu. Okay, the second thing I want to touch on is that you should be spending your time doing multi-joint movements, compound movements, functional movements. Those are all things that are being thrown around in the fitness industry these days. But if you're just working isolation movements, that's great if you have copious amounts of time, but for most of us that are looking to get in and out of the gym, get our work done, drive our kids back and forth to different places and still make it to get on the mat, I think it's more important than you understand you do multi-joint movements. Bench squats and deadlifts are the first ones that come to mind, but um, also our multi-joint uh, machines can work effectively as well. I prefer to use free weights because of the stabilization for that's used without with the entirety of the body. If you have aches and pains, machines are efficient to start to make your way back into those types of movements. Now, a lot of guys will ask me, hey, do you do Olympic lifts? And of course I do Olympic lifts, um, but I am a strength and conditioning specialist, so I've been doing them for a while. That being said, I am not a very good Olympic lifter. So my it comes down to proficiency. 
There's a point in time where I lift a certain amount of weight and my technique varies. So if I'm looking to peak my explosive power or peak my strength, I end up substituting other lifts. Can you Olympic lift? Yes. Should you Olympic lift? It depends on your proficiency. If it's making you stronger and more powerful, yes. How do you measure that? Well, your your mat time, guys. You should be able to tell a difference in your explosive power on the mat or your professor should be able to pick up or your training partner should be able to pick up that change. And this is what I love about working with guys that grapple or do jiu-jitsu is that usually you use the mat as a barometer for improvement. One of the easiest hacks that I like to use for Olympic lifts, particularly with a lot of my <clears throat> excuse me, jiu-jitsu practitioners, is that they're not necessarily the best Olympic lifters, but kettlebells will allow me to substitute in movements that can mirror some of the same explosive power. So you can clean with a barbell, you can clean with a kettlebell, you can snatch with a barbell, you can snatch with a kettlebell. So it gives us a little bit more variation into the tool that you're using, again using your, your mat time as a barometer for improvement. Another thing you should be doing is measuring your strength. If you can do more repetitions eight weeks from now with the same load, you are getting stronger. If that is not happening, you need to change or stimulate your training program, guys. I have a lot of guys that just end up throwing, well, I, this is what I do and this is what I've been doing and keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get the same result. If you haven't seen change, change it up. There are literally thousands of websites that you can visit to get variation of load and, and, and uh, exercises. So work on your strength, measure it and test it. One of the biggest things I like to train my jiu-jitsu guys, because when you go, when you're on the mat, you're going as hard as you can, usually, <laughs> and, and you're going until you can't go anymore, um, is to train, not to drain. Now, this is in regards to your lifting, guys. Go and lift, but don't be so exhausted when you walk out of the gym that you can barely walk to your car, because then you're going to create a dip in your, dip in your tee, and you're going to have struggle recovering and get back on the mat and improve your performance. Give yourself a workout, get in, get out. Usually when you're leaving your weight training workout, you should feel good and invigorated. If you're dragging yourself to your car, there's a good chance you just overdid it a little too much. A, a, good, a good rule of thumb is if you worked out a couple hours later, you should feel like, wow, if I had the, if I had the time and the energy, I could probably go work out again. That's usually a good amount of resistance or intensity. The big movements that you should be working on are your push, your pull, and your squat variation. Everyone sort of knows these things. Now, the challenge comes with varying loads and speed. Now, it can be a real challenge for my guys to find the balance in this, but again, use your jiu-jitsu uh, to be a barometer. Um, near the end, uh, two weeks out before I did my Pan Ams, I really just did body weight stuff. But before that, I was using a progressive resistance and really working on enhancing my strength and measuring it week in and week out. When I did see a dip in my strength production or my force produced, I didn't get the, the amount of repetitions that I'd achieved the previous week. I knew that I was my body was a little run down and tired. So I backed off 10 to 20% of resistance and swallowed my ego to realize I need to recover. How do I recover back off the resistance, create that spike in testosterone and GH that is, and get back on the mats feeling good.
Okay. Now it can be a real challenge for my jujitsu guys, because if you think of the long list of stuff that you have to manage first, I'm talking about everyone should strength train from my golfers to my jujitsu practitioners. A few times a week, 30 to 45 minutes is going to get the job done. Um, if you want to take it a little more seriously, you can add a little bit more time. You need to work on your mobility because if you're not stretching, you're going to start stiffening up and then that's where injuries tend to come up. You need to manage your rest. You need to take your supplements. You need to train or roll three plus times a week, really. If you really have the time and you can get on the mat every day, that's great. But a lot of the guys I work with are in my 30, even 40 plus range. It gets a little bit challenging with, the, with life to get on the mat and train. You need to do your rehabilita rehabilitative exercise. Aches, pains, pulled muscles, torn muscles. Uh, this is sort of a, the part of training jiu-jitsu. So you need to make sure you're doing rehabilitative exercise as well. You need to eat right. And that's all these things that I just talked about really create a very full plate for training for jiu-jitsu. And that's sort of the jiu-jitsu lifestyle that we're dealing with, guys, is that you have to find out like, hey, I really want to do well at this. But you have to make decisions in your stress and life management. I know uh, to peak uh, for my competition, it took me cutting a significant amount of hours just so I can get my training time. But that's sort of spice of life. Figure out what really moves you. If jiu-jitsu moves you and really inspires you and your brain function is blowing up, then you really need to make sure that you're getting on the mat on as much as possible. And to do that, you got to have good strength training to manage your aches and pains, keep you strong, keep your joints moving the way you need them to move. So recap, make sure you strength train, get it in a few times a week, do the big movements. Um, do you need to do Olympic lifts? If you're proficient at them, yes. If you like them, yes. But if you start to see a drop off in your performance, switch out, try other pieces of equipment, particularly kettlebells I'm very fond of for my jiu-jitsu practitioners because you can work explosive movements and create a nice spike in your strength. Um, major push, major pull movements. Get a squat or a deadlift in, guys. And then varying your amount of resistance. Now, this is what I do for a living, so this is a small recap into some of the people that were asking me questions about what we're doing. I get very specific in my program designs and the resistance and peaking people out. Um, I generally use nonlinear progression anyway because we're not all professional athletes. We don't have every point of our lives managed. So we need to know when, uh, when to take a little bit and when to take a step back. Um, if you need any help, check us out at nomadswithapurpose.com. I have a coaching series that can actually take you by the hand and make sure that you learn the, the right movements in the right steps, and then you own it for the rest of your life, and you can continue to do it. Thanks a lot, guys.